Hello everybody, welcome or welcome back to Analyzing with Anne. That's analyzing spelled with two N's, just like my name. No E on the end of that one there. Today I will be wrapping up my series on season eight of When Calls the Heart. This episode is going to talk more about the Hardy's cult and bring to a close the points that I wanted to make in the previous episode. I would like to make this as quick and to the point as possible, but there's still details I want to talk about, so let's get started. One definition of a cult is a group bound together by an excessive admiration of the same person, ideal, etc. Many leaders of the Hardys have an excessive admiration for the cast and crew of the show, especially Brian Bird and Aaron Krakow. No one is able to criticize Krakow's character on the show. If you do, you get backlash from fans. You have to see everything Elizabeth says and does is virtuous. That mentality carries on off screen with Aaron Krakow herself, who plays Elizabeth. Everything she says is right. Does this sound even remotely familiar? You can either follow God or follow man, as I talked about in the previous podcast. While I was on Twitter tweeting with the Hardys, I did come across things like this. I had even heard another podcaster talking about When Calls the Heart and saying that Hardys pushed back on them for calling Elizabeth a brat, which in all honesty, I would say she's been a brat most of season eight. But I would also make the argument that she's had very brat-like qualities since the beginning of the series. They've just been magnified in season eight to the point where now a lot of viewers are seeing Elizabeth this way. Also, when I first started on Twitter interacting with the Hardys, I had some yellow flags regarding Erin Krakow herself on Twitter. A lot of Hardys would tag her and praise her and either she wouldn't respond at all or once in a while you would see that she seemed to kind of respond in a way that almost came off as, ah, yes, I know, kind of a bit like a little snobby elite type of attitude where, yes, they know they're virtuous because they are doing all the right things. And middle class people who are trying to make a living and a good life for themselves are not. I honestly tried to give her the benefit of the doubt that this was not what was going on. But the more I came across things, the more I listened to interviews and was able to think back on them, the more this cult-like behavior seemed to be more of a reality. And now we have seen it with Brian Bird as well. I'm not on Twitter anymore, but I have seen some of his stuff retweeted, and this is honestly what it comes off as. I know many Hardys love to consider Aaron Krakow slash Elizabeth a Proverbs 31 woman. I'll be honest, I don't see either Aaron or Elizabeth as a Proverbs 31 woman. Instead, what I see both from Krakow and even from Bird is that they are more like the Pharisees in Luke 16, 14 through 17, which I will read to you. The Pharisees, who were lovers of money, heard all these things, and they ridiculed him. And he said to them, You are those who justify yourselves before men, 
but God knows your hearts. For what is exalted among men is an abomination in the sight of God. The law and the prophets were until John. Since then, the good news of the kingdom of God is preached, and everyone forces his way into it. But it is easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one dot of the law to become void. As I was just reading that, I figured out that really verses 14 through 15 are the main ones that I'm talking about here. We see that the Pharisees seek to make themselves appear righteous, or maybe we should use the word virtuous in this case, before others. And typically the people who do this are not righteous before God. What is exalted among men refers to any type of human fulfillment that is not done for the glory of God. Now, I have followed Brian Bird on Twitter, and I've been confused as to where he stands in his faith. Some of his theology has sounded biblically sound. Others parts of his theology have kind of sounded a bit off as I have listened to him. And maybe he's just misled himself. That is a very big possibility. But that doesn't give an excuse for disregarding and questioning. Is what he's saying really following what the word says about this? Or is he knowingly or unknowingly, as the case may be, twisting what he wants to be true to fit the Bible, even if it's not true in the Bible? That is just something that all of us should question no matter how much you must like Brian Bird, I think that is something that we all need to look into. I have definitely seen signs of virtue signaling coming from Krakow, from the heart hands in December of 2019, to a dark square on her social media page, to the selfie of her on the plane with the smiley face mask, to the hype about safetyism while filming season eight. I see plenty of evidence that suggests that she puts on performances for When Calls the Heart viewers in interviews and on social media. Now, maybe she has completely lost herself and doesn't know what it is she's doing. That is a possibility. She could be spiritually lost and have no idea what she's doing. Or, or, and this is still a possibility because a lot of actors do this in regular Hollywood, and I suspect that there are many in Hollywood North, aka Hallmark, who do this as well. She knows that she is virtue signaling and bullying her fan base. She just knows how to make it look like she's not doing that at all. I tend to agree with that second scenario that I gave, that she seems to know what she is doing. I'll be honest, I don't think that she actually cares about her fans. I think she's putting on a show for everybody, and she doesn't want to let go of the squeaky clean persona that she puts on in front of everybody. That is what I think is happening. You can disagree with me, but I think that this is at least worth taking what I'm saying into consideration, going to the Lord in prayer, going to the Word, and really asking for this to be revealed to you asking the Lord for wisdom. Read the Proverbs and what the Proverbs say about wisdom. Read the Psalms and what the Psalms say. Talk to God, pray, journal, 
those would be my suggestions. As I said in my previous episode, I don't want you to just take what I say and run with it. I want you to do your own research, think for yourself, really try not to let your emotions get in the way of facts. I know it's probably really difficult, but try not to let your emotions get in the way of facts. Really ask God to reveal the truth of what's going on. This is what I would urge if you are proclaiming to follow Jesus and want to know what God actually says. What does God say about wisdom? And make sure you don't have blinders. In the previous episode, I alluded to some of us just not wanting to believe something that is true because we just don't want to believe that someone we have respect for has done something bad or someone isn't as squeaky clean as we think. I just want to be clear that I totally understand why a lot of Hardys would have a hard time either believing this or why Hardys would not want to believe this. But just because you don't want to believe something doesn't mean that that thing is not true. Before I finish this episode off, I do want to go into a little bit more detail about what I said towards the end of the previous episode where I was talking about not wanting to financially support the show. And it's not just because of my values. It's because I do view these people and Hallmark as being a bit power hungry. And I said to them, money is power. It's not a case of I want to ruin their livelihood. It's a case of these people are using their positions in a way to influence others really for the worse, but they're also using them to exalt themselves as we see them talking about all the good they're doing and they're doing this and they do this. If I'm financially supporting that, then I'm giving them fuel to keep doing what they're doing, which is virtue signaling the public not wanting to listen to a fan who has a different view or who just says, I simply disagree with your view, but I love your acting. We have seen that displayed in the past. That's a problem. That's a problem when these people don't want to listen to a fan who has a different viewpoint as them. It's a problem when they start putting hand heart pictures on the internet to say that this person who doesn't believe what they believe is not virtuous, which Aside from Christ, let's be honest, none of us are virtuous aside from Christ. No, not one of us is virtuous, not one of us is righteous. It is accepting God's gift to us. God was the one who sacrificed his life to pay the price for us. I'm going to go on a bit more of this tangent and say all of us, according to God's word, deserve death. All of us. And nothing we do on our own efforts is ever going to be good enough. It is only through accepting Christ as our Savior and making him the Lord of our life, which means that we should be striving to follow his word. Does that mean that we're always going to get it correct? No, but it does mean we need to be seeking what is the correct answer, seeking for clarity in times of chaos. What does the word of God say on this issue? Going back to what I was saying about how I'm seeing these actors not accepting people with a different view, which I don't think anyone is necessarily saying that they have to agree with them on this view. They're just saying that personally they disagree with this decision that the network made. 
And then we've seen the cast of Wind Calls a Heart turn around and virtue signal with the hand hearts. Everyone thinks it's them being loving and accepting. That's what they want you to think. If you don't believe me on this stuff, do your homework and research. That is what they want us to think. They want us to think that they are virtuous and self-righteous, just like the Pharisees that I was alluding to earlier. And I have kind of gotten a whiff of that from some of the things that Craig Gal posts that I have seen, that that is what she is wanting us to think. She wants us to believe that she is squeaky clean. She wants us to believe that Elizabeth is squeaky clean. But it's also confusing because at the same time that they're wanting us to believe that this person is righteous and doesn't do anything wrong, they're saying, oh yeah, this person has their faults. We just have to deal with it. Look, everyone has their faults, even Christians. We all have our faults, but we're supposed to, in the body of Christ, be able to come in right judgment, not wrong judgment, right judgment that is not hypocritical, come and lovingly help those who are either struggling with a sin or lovingly correct those who we see are struggling with a sin. Maybe they're aware of it, maybe they're not, but it is more kind and loving to tell the truth than it is to live in a lie. You guys, the truth is found in the Bible. If you are a professing Christian, that is where you are going to find truth. And when the Bible says something is wrong or something is not righteous, the Bible is trying to help us if we are professing with our mouth that we believe in God, then we should be following what scripture says about how God ordered creation. God ordered creation to function a certain way. And when we are accepting things in culture that go against that, especially, especially within the church, with people who are professing to be believers and yet think that they can stay in this sin pattern and have it not affect them, it will affect them in the long run. And it's not loving to sit on the sidelines and let them get run over by the bus. It's not kind to watch them get run over by the bus and sit in that sin instead of trying to help them see that they need to work on this and trying to encourage them. Yes, I think sometimes the church has gone overboard and making it seem like there's no room for grace when we mess up. We have to have this all figured out. We have to follow everything to a T. I understand that, but if we are proclaiming to be Christians, we have to be seeking truth and light according to what God's word says. And we have to be encouraging other Christians to do the same instead of sitting idly by and being like, oh, okay, that's okay. Even if we know the Bible says it's not righteous. Yes, a body of believers who are following Christ should be encouraging each other, but they're supposed to help each other out of sinful patterns. Not be encouraging each other and helping each other in to sinful patterns of behavior. For the proclaiming Christian who is listening to this, we as proclaiming Christians need to be knowing what truth is and we need to be willing to stand on that. Especially if another proclaiming Christian within the body of Christ is falling off the deep end. We need to be willing to stand on that truth. Truth according to scripture 
goes beyond just the fact that Christ loved us enough to give his to give his life for us. While that is the core message of Christianity, there are biblical truths that we need to be willing to stand for as Christians. I know I keep going back to what I'm trying to point out about the self-righteous behavior of these actors and actresses, but I think it is vitally important for those of us, because I know a lot of Hardys will proclaim to be Christians, proclaim to understand God and want to know what his word says. I'm saying this as a warning to you. I'm saying this so that hopefully you might wake up to something and look it up for yourself and try to let God lead you to what is true and what is righteous in his eyes. Again, don't rely on everything I'm saying. I'll admit there's a possibility I could be wrong, but I don't want people to make the mistake of not investigating into what I have said, especially, especially if you are proclaiming to be a Christian. One of the reasons why I do believe that I shouldn't be blindly giving my money to One Calls a Heart or the people involved is because I do believe that people like Brian Bird and Aaron Krakow want to have power over us. And when we give them money, that's what we're allowing them to do. Whereas if we're not investing money that way, they're going to lose power. They could get another job doing something else, like working in a hotel, working at a restaurant. Not always the ideal job, but they could get a job doing something else. They could learn another skill other than acting and get a job doing something else if they lose money. And those are my reasonings for that particular reason of not wanting to financially support season nine. I know that this is probably particularly difficult for a lot of you to listen to, but I think that this is necessary for me to share. If you want to hear more content aimed towards theology and political philosophy or philosophy in general, you can tune in to the Anne Marie podcast, which I know you can find on Anchor and Spotify. That is the Anne Marie podcast where I talk about these type of issues. I'm not going to relate them specifically to Wind Calls Heart all the time, but I will talk about more of these type of issues on that podcast. You can also follow me on Clout Hub at ariddle22. That is all lowercase letters. You can also find me at Parlor at capital A, lowercase m, riddle 8. Again, that is a capital A, lowercase m, riddle, R-I-D-D-L-E, 8. And you can also find me on Fan Fiction. That is capital A, lowercase red, riddle 22. I have a story called The Flynn's Play Matchmaker up on Fan Fiction. Thank you for tuning in to this episode and enjoy the rest of your day.